Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, May 17, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Today is what we call the fake out breakout routine. I'm going to get to that in a moment. The first thing we're going to do is get the big picture assessment. Then we'll drill down. We'll do some learning stuff. I got a laundry list of notes. This will be an educational piece of content. The snapshot of the daily chart is they're back above after closing below one day. We'll get to that later. That's the fake out part. So they're back above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. Again, big picture stuff. We look at the weekly chart. What's she doing? She's eating time off the clock underneath the 100 period moving average and this pivot high. These are the gateways. It's basically the same area. This is the gateway to running a test of 420 and then filling the gap up here at 422.14 and this pivot high if they keep going. We'll just call it 425 to 430 on a super spike. That last part's a long way off. Don't worry about that anytime soon. Famous last words. Now we'll drill down a little bit and take it from a shorter perspective, not necessarily the big picture, the intermediate picture. Last few days we spent looking at and talking about triangles. This is a triangle. It's a pennant formation. If you read the books on technical analysis, they'll tell you that if you have a move up and then you have a pennant formation after that move up, more times than not, you'll get another move higher in the same direction as the original move, in this case higher. So if the pennant was going down and then they formed some kind of a triangle down here, right, and then all of a sudden that would be another move in the lower direction. So this one is in the other way. So move up, pennant or triangle, and another move up. This is the breakout portion. And what did we say the last couple of days? Talked about it in the live room. We talked about it in these videos. The triangle was running out of time. Once they get to the apex of the triangle, they're out of time. They don't have to wait till the apex. But at the apex, generally speaking, and I'm sure there's anomalies out there, but more times than not, using the 80-20 rule, and I'm sure it's a lot better than the 80-20. I don't have the stats, but I think I'm pretty right on this one. When the market runs out of time, it runs out of time, and it's going to break in one direction or the other. Yesterday, they closed slightly below, below the moving average, below that lower trend line, fake out, breakout today at the end of the apex, here they are. No shocker. Let's insert the reason slash I like better excuse behind the market move. Now, you got to stay with me on this. Might be hard to wrap your head around at first. Those of you that have been around a while listening to me will get it right away. All of a sudden today, we had the politicians jawboning in the midst of their bigger picture dog and pony show about the debt ceiling debate. And all of a sudden, they put out some commentary that says, hey, they're making progress. They look to have a deal cut by X date or by this period of time, whatever it is. 
that can reverse as fast as they put it out. Maybe they do, maybe they don't have a deal cooking. Maybe they do, maybe they don't have a deal by whatever time frame they said. But think about it like this. I don't really care about that stuff. Where I'm going is here. They did it at the day of the apex of the triangle. Maybe it could have stretched till tomorrow for sure. But between today and tomorrow, and this is what we said a few days ago, Wednesday, Thursday is the apex of the triangle. That piece of information comes out and the market breaks out of the triangle. Are there any accidents or coincidences in the market? The answer is, I think not. How do you like Dem apples? Remember, weekly chart. Here's a market that keeps coming back to underneath, eating time off the clock underneath the 100 period moving average. Was rejected, or at least looked like it was going to be rejected a couple of times, but by the end of the week, they had a rescue operation, and there's been no change in this flaggish kind of formation under the 100 period moving average. Doesn't mean they're going to break out tomorrow. It means they're doing the same thing they've been doing, eating time off the clock, the intraday and the day-to-day noise don't change the weekly chart until it does. Got some interesting cycle work I've been working on. Might want to fire out your sticky notes. Looking at an important culmination of stuff, the end of next week, 26th, I think is Friday, 25th, I think is Thursday. That looks to be an important period of time. So here's the way we treat that. Don't know what's going to happen when they get there. If they run sideways until they get there, it's a coin toss. But if they're moving up into that time frame, it's more meaningful. If they're moving down into that time frame, it's more meaningful. It's probably going to be some kind of a trend change if they're trending at the time. If they're doing this at the time, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, then that's not as relevant as if we run into that period of time having done this for several days before. That's not the same. That one gets my attention. And the next week, put it on a sticky note. One more thing that I want to mention, and it's for no reason other than it came to mind, and you know inside my head is a very dangerous place to be, almost first thing this morning, I can't tell you why, but almost first thing this morning, and it is my first note on the page today where I just write stuff down all day long, things I want to discuss in the video, other things that are important. The first thing on my notes today is flash crash. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean we're going to have a flash crash tomorrow? No, it does not. What it means is, for one reason or another, I thought about the flash crash today, this morning, for some reason. The one that happened May 6th, 2010, 13 years ago, a little bit removed from 13 years ago. Don't know why. Don't know if it has any significance. All I'm saying is, I'm aware that some important stuff is likely going to culminate at the end of next week, and I thought about, it doesn't mean anything. I'm just telling you I thought about that flash crash 13 years ago. Lucky number 13. I'm not saying put it on a sticky note. I'm just saying. What happened inside the numbers today? Anybody make money today inside the numbers? We had long players inside the numbers and in the live room. We had short players inside the live room for sure, inside the numbers some. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, 
Go back to the chart and double check the work. I'm going to highlight a few important items. We'll just talk about the bull case. Let's say they're above today's pivot. And we'll get to that later. 411.85 is today's pivot. Let's say they're above. First test is 412.75 and higher. Now, we think better in pictures. Forget about the stuff on the right. What we're going to focus on right now is right of the vertical is today's activity. 41275 is the horizontal line running across the screen. And what you'll see here is in real time, before it happened in the live room, I said, quote unquote, if they run up quickly to 41275, it's a short opportunity. Now, this is a one minute chart. And I mentioned that when they were down here, we were talking about it. Is there a short on the table? The question comes out. I said, the only thing on the table right now is if they ran down to X and if they ran up to an X was 411.30, we'll get to that later, or if they ran up to 412.75, those are the only two things I'm interested in And as they were eating time off the clock, just going back and forth, doing not a whole lot. And then lo and behold, a couple of minutes later, they start to break out and they ran right to 412.75. And we did have traders in the live room for sure. Hop on right there and look what they got in return. They got a rocket ride in the southern direction right to a number they knew about in advance, which became a final exit. Pretty slick stuff. Pause the video. Read all the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. Before the opening bell, 9.05, that was the zero dark 30 comments around 6.30 a.m. Where are they now? Pre-market update above the pivot, 4.11.85 opens the door for 4.12.75. So this wasn't new or one-time information. Pause the video, read the notes, double-check the work. Above the pivot is the case for higher, below is the case for 411.50 to 411.00 zone. Pause them, read them, go back to the chart. We had traders that took the long trade from below the pivot. We had traders that took the long trade from down at 4.11 from yesterday. We talked about it in the live room. We had to spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction. If they did that, everything you need is on the board each and every day, all morning long. This is a morning business. 10.31. 41130 give or take is now short-term support. Staying above keeps the door open to get back above the pivot and stick. 1030. The lower line is 41130. That's how traders knew that was an important number. They knew in the room on that trade to get out. Knowing where to enter is one thing, knowing where to exit is another. They start as a scalp with potential. This one had a lot of potential really fast. Pause the video, read the notes. Go back to the chart and double check the work. Now watch this. All the way into the end of the day. All the notes are in there. I just wanted to highlight a couple of things. Everything you need is in there. But watch this. 41385 was unfinished business. Above on candle closes opens the door for another leg higher to 41475 to 41550. Back to the chart. You could see 41475 to 41550 is overhead resistance, also a target on the way up. Overhead resistance has two phases. First, price stops rising when they get to a number that is important, therefore it's overhead resistance. The second phase is, do they go sideways and eat time off the clock, or do they get rejected? More learning stuff that we do in the live room each and every day. 
There were no stocks on the move that hit their entry objectives today. There was only one on the board. It didn't hit. No big deal. It's all the same market. What's going on over in Camp IWM? They have a rip higher up two and a quarter percent back above the 20 and 50 period moving average. All of a sudden, there's hope in Camp IWM. Helped along by the KRE, regional banks got their pop slash lift slash rally day today, and it lifted the IWM along with it. There's a lot of regional banks in the IWM. Anything change on the weekly chart? No, and it won't until or unless they can get into and above that convergence of moving averages, the 220 and 50 period between, let's just say, 183 and wherever this 50 period is down at 179, 180. Until that, this is just a bearish, flaggish channel, whatever you want to call it, riding underneath the moving averages. You're going to have rallies to the top of the channel. You're going to have declines to the bottom of the channel. And nothing changes until the channel or the chain is broken. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Not a fantastic day for the transports. They were up, but they were up on a relative weakness basis against the SPY. They were up six or seven tenths of a percent, and the SPY was up over one percent. So that's relative weakness. So you have relative strength in the IWM, relative weakness for the folks down at the transportation department. So they kind of cancel out. The transports are my favorite canary in the coal mine, and the IWM is my first favorite market leading indicator. Daily chart back above the convergence of moving averages, and they can be in business for another leg higher, stay below, and they can't. It's just that simple. We can take that at face value. What about the Q people? Any surprise here? No. Up one and a quarter percent. They're still grinding higher. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. The weekly chart is trying to break out above the 100 period moving average. It's all about where they close the week, not necessarily where they trade throughout or within the week. And here is your pivot high. Closing above that pivot high on the week, by the way, and that high is 334.42. Closing above that price is a whole new bucket of balls, meaning it shouldn't be that simple to do for Mrs. Market. And along with the regional banks, the other banks, the money center banks, the big banks, the behemoths, the government-sponsored banks, whatever you want to call them, the XLF and part and parcel to that are the big banks, among other things. They got their lift up 2% today as well into the moving averages, closing above the 20. That's a positive sign if they can have what's called follow-through. If they get rejected back down tomorrow, it was just a test into the moving averages. Closing above tomorrow, having closed above today, is a little bit different, and that opens the door for 33 or higher. Smash Mouth, been talking about this one ad nauseum forever. The weekly chart above that 100 period moving average, and now you've got a convergence of moving averages with the 20 sloping up into it. That's bullish as long as they stay above. They have some unfinished business. They've eaten a lot of time off the clock without hitting that unfinished business. That unfinished business is just that. It's unfinished business. I'm not saying it's going to reject the tape. I'm saying it's a number that they should and should have already reached. They haven't reached it by choice. The destination may be higher. As hard as it is to believe, including all the things that are inside the wall of worry, 
The market is where it is at face value. Price is the absolute arbiter. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter how many items out there could be catastrophic for the financial markets. Price is the absolute arbiter. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.